It is Saturday, October 12th, and I am in Amman, Jordan. Um, it's really nice here. It's a beautiful day. Um, not not too hot, not as hot as I expected. Um, I came in yesterday morning, left the hostel, left a uh, colony hostel really early around 5.30, and my flight, and I had stayed up super late the night before until about... 2.30 or 3 o'clock, so didn't get much sleep, <clears throat> um, but it's a short trip here to Amman, and and we're staying in a really nice hostel, the owner's name is Amir, he's this older gentleman, he's got a couple of um, adorable cats, and there's a nice little sort of patio, um, and as well as a, like a living room to hang out in. Um, <clears throat> And I met a new friend, um, Emily, from Chicago, and we got to talking, we went out for coffee, and then I sort of tagged along to this Airbnb tour that she signed up for, um, and the tour was hosted by this guy, his name is Uday, and he's just this hilarious dude with tons of stories and speaks perfect English, and um, he's very... Um, I don't know. He's just very funny. So we, we went to this um, citadel up on this hill. Um, we went to, like, the oldest building in Amman, which is, like, this old post office. Um, what else? We went to um, the amphitheater, this old Roman amphitheater. We went to um, the market. And, and then we went to a bar, which I didn't think they had much of here in Jordan, but the, apparently they do. Um, so we went to this cool bar had some draft beers and some Arak and uh, and uh, Uday told uh, well we basically all exchanged stories but Uday told us some really funny stories but unfortunately going on two hours of sleep I just I just hit a wall and I, I had to go home I had to leave early and just come back and sleep um, so yeah um, basically waiting in a couple of hours i'm going to take a uber over to the um some hotel where we're meeting the rest of the crew from the habitat for humanity build um so i'll meet uh pagely and glenn and denise and elizabeth and katie and then there's a couple of folks that i haven't met yet um so we'll meet them and um really looking forward to this next chapter where we're going to build a house in a village here in Jordan and then afterwards we are taking a group tour of Petra and Dead Sea and Wadi Rum which are kind of the three of the must-see um, spots in Jordan <clears throat> so really looking forward to that um, today um, got up and um, had some coffee and breakfast with uh, Emily and then I met another guy from Australia named Matt, and we just went and had lunch. Um, real, he's traveling for eight and a half months. Um, he's a science te- high school science teacher back in Perth, um, but is kind of looking at maybe changing up his career options, kind of like I am. Uh, so that that was real nice. Um, and I wanted to say a little bit about. Um, Lebanon. Um, I had done a podcast earlier, but unfortunately I um, was not recording, um, so I lost the whole podcast, but that's okay. And then I, um, 
I also lost um, a really great interview with Rich and Rachel, the couple from Liverpool who became close friends. Um, they, <clears throat> I'll just, let me just use the, some time to tell a little bit about their story because I, I lost their podcast. I wasn't recording, um, and it was one of the good ones. So, um, they're this couple from Liverpool. They're, um, very nice couple. They, um, let's see, Rich used to be a, um, professional soccer coach and he's coached for the LA galaxy and for Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Chicago's mascot's name, uh, but also for some teams in the UK. Um, Rachel used to be a personal trainer and they, um, started dating. I'm, I'm probably screwing up details of their story, but basically they started dating and then, uh, um, Rich wanted to, uh, there was two options. One was something. And then the other one was just go off traveling. And so Rachel said, I'm game. And so they basically have been traveling almost perpetually for the last five years. And, um, uh, so they'll basically go, if I'm remembering it right, like six to eight months at a time, um, something like that. And then they'll go back to the UK maybe for like a month or two, um, and so you're probably sitting there asking, how do people do this? How do people quit their jobs and just travel constantly? Do they, are they rich? Do they have, did they find a treasure chest in their backyard or something? Well, their story is they do medical, they sign up for medical experiments. And so, okay, I'm telling you in a very factual way, but the way that they tell the story is hilarious. And there's so many funny sub stories, but basically they sign up for medical experiments and, um, so they'll, they'll do these trials where they'll take some medication or some medical procedure or something like that. Nothing. Well, there's some things that are semi-invasive, but nothing like they're not like chopping off any fingers or anything like that. But, um, so they'll sign up for these experiments and they, they said on the low end, they make like a thousand pounds a week, um, which means they'll be in a, um, like a clinic or a facility for like a week. So it's just like a week of their time where they can just sit and most of the time watch Netflix or just do whatever. And they might take some medication or something. And a lot of the medication, um, is stuff. Well, I don't know if it's a lot or I don't know if it's most, but, but a good percentage of it is stuff that's already been out on the market for a while. They're just retesting it because the, the government rules say that even though if something's like approved and it's been on the market and stuff, they have to constantly retest every so often. So it's not like they're, they're injecting themselves with some, you know, rage virus or something like that. And, and, and seeing what happens, it's, it's stuff that's pretty well tested already. Um, but on the low end, they said like a thousand pounds a week, um, on the, on the higher ends, like Rich, Rich mentioned, um, this one experiment or trial or whatever that he did where he was making something like 1600 to 1800 pounds a day, um, and for like a series of like five days. So, um, you can see how, especially when you got two people doing it, like that would add up pretty fast, um. And so got my wheel spinning about like, maybe I should sign up for some of this stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm not scared of doing it. Uh, I just think it's a, a funny lifestyle thing. So this couple going around anyway, they're super, I mean, 
they, along with a bunch of other folks, which I'm going to mention each and every one of them. So hopefully if, if you guys, if any of you guys are hearing this podcast, I, I want you to know, um, you guys are all really special. Um, so they're just to start off, there's, um, Nina and Thomas from Nantes, France, which is in Brittany on the Western part of France. Um, I can't say enough about them. They, I met them on the first day. They're just super um, genuine and funny and have great stories and just welcoming and just, you know, so great. And um, I, I told them that, like, they're, like, the most, of all the French people I've met, they're probably the most outgoing. Um, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of um, French people I've met are just somewhat shy um, and reserved. Um, and they're just super gregarious and funny and stuff. And I just quickly um, grew to like them. And I just had, and we pretty much hung out the whole week I was in Lebanon. We went on a couple of tours together. We went out to some different restaurants. We went to Baalbek. We um, um, just, just at night in the hostel when we would get beers and we would just hang out till, till early, you know, early hours. Um, so they're, they're really like one of some of my, my best friends from, from Lebanon. And then there's Mohammed, um, from Iran. He's a 21 year old kid. He's, his interviews on, um, on the, on the website. Um, just a great guy. Um, super warm, super welcoming, just full of life. It, it was the first trip he's ever taken outside of Iran. So he went to Turkey and Azerbaijan and, um, and then Lebanon and um, just became fast friends and he has graciously invited all of us if we ever come to Iran we can come stay with him and meet his family and everything which I really hope to take be able to take him up on um, if our governments don't keep acting like assholes so there's Mohammed um, there was um, obviously Rich and Rachel from Liverpool who I've mentioned um, <clears throat> there's um, a uh, German, there weren't a couple, they're just friends from Germany, but there's Christoph and Sabina, super nice, very funny, very warm. Um, there was, um, the two, two Egyptian guys, Islam, Islam and Marwan, who we nicknamed marijuana, of course. Um, just really funny and hilarious and stuff. Um, Islam and I, we'd went on a couple, uh, like we went well, we went walking around Beirut with um, some other people, um, and then he his friend Marwan came to visit him. And Eslam has like a well, he has like a they develop a sort of a chat bot. Um, so he's got this company which he's running while he's traveling, and so a couple times he's a little stressed out and couldn't join us for certain activities and stuff. But um, um, but he's just a great guy. And then Marwan is hilarious. Um, he, he's Egyptian, but he lives in Saudi Arabia and, uh, we got to know each other pretty well and, um, hope to visit him in Saudi Arabia someday. Um, there is, um, the team Belgium. So I, I, I split everybody into teams. So there's team France, team Germany, team Egypt, team Belgium. So team Belgium consisted of, Barbara and her daughter Camille and Barbara is another perpetual traveler 
she has been traveling for I think five years too, and her interview is also on the on the um, GoatRodeo.beer site. Um, just a really interesting woman, um, very worldly and very sort of um, how can I put it? Like, just seems to be able to like get to the heart of things very quickly. She's very intrepid in terms of like always wanting to go out and explore and see everything and find cool um, stuff. Um, anyway, you could listen to her interview if you want to know about her. And then her daughter, who's 25, she's a lawyer. She's an IP lawyer in Belgium. Um, just super sweet. I, I, her, my nickname for her at the end of the week was La Petite Waffle, um, because Belgian waffles and stuff. And uh, if you're out there, Camille, if you're listening to this, um, I hope to take I hope you visit Portland someday and I'll take you to the screen door and make you try chicken and waffles, even though you've vowed never to try it. So, um, team Belgium, um, there was Walid who is, um, from, he's Palestinian, but he lives in Dubai. Um, he's a master gambler, poker player. Um, um, very smart guy, very nice guy. Um, there is obviously I'm th- I'm just scrolling through everybody thinking thinking of everybody. Um, um, of course, I, ha- I have to mention all of the the like people that like work at the hostel. I mean, I say they work at the hostel, but really, when you're staying at the colony, it's it, there's a very thin line between workers and just like friends and family almost. Um, so the owner for Reed and then um, the one I became close to is Shaway, um, who is just a really nice guy. He took took us on a couple of tours to um, to uh, um, Biblos and Harissa, and then we did a day tour to Baalbek. Um, just a great guy, super knowledgeable, super friendly, just welcoming, and I hope to cross paths with him someday. And then his sisters um, would come and hang out at night. So Sheila and Tala, um, their family, like we, I think I mentioned maybe on a previous podcast, we had this Sunday sort of barbecue with um, Farid's family and Shawe's family, and they all made a bunch of food and just stuffed us to the gills with food. Um, there's Ali, um, really nice dude. He's the first person I met. He was, he's one of the managers at the hostel and he's from Syria, but has been living in, um, uh, Lebanon for the last three years. Um, just a real down to earth, nice guy. And, uh, and then of course there's Abby, um, who I met the first night, but then she moved to another hostel. She's from Houston, Texas, um, has been traveling for about the last year and a half. And, sounds like there's not really an end date at this point so um i hope that um she has safe travels continues to um and then her friend maxia who was staying at another hostel but we went on a on a tour and went out um she's from the dominican republic um let's see if i'm just mentally thinking if i've forgotten anyone um you know, I met some more people as time went on and as other people left, but like, it was just very, but it's just, it's almost like a summer camp type dynamic where, um, and this kind of goes into the hostel thing where like, 
I, I have to say it was like the most strongest bonds that I've made with people at any hostel on this trip and maybe even last trip. Um, I, I stay, I stayed at some other hostels this trip and met some really nice people, um, everywhere, but, um, there was just something about the dynamic there. I don't know if it was the hostel or the people, it was probably the people, but to some degree, just the kind of environment that the hostel created, um, that just made us really click together. Um, and I know that everyone that I mentioned, I, I, I hope to see in the future. Um, I really do. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's just the, that part of it that just makes traveling so amazing. Um, just these little interactions and these conversations and these stories and hearing different backgrounds and then like going out to a meal and you've got like an Egyptian an Iranian, a, a Belgian and a German and an American and a, and a French and a, you know, and just all these different backgrounds and cultures. And we're just like all coming together, like sharing a lot of commonalities, like a lot of common desires and, and fears and sense of humor and, and everything. And it just, it just, I don't know. I don't want to sound too like wax too poetic or whatever, but it just gives you a little hope, you know, uh, for the world that, that like, yeah, like all these governments can act like dicks to each other, but, um, but like you take, you know, you take average people and put them together and throw a few beers at them and, and stuff and, and people will become fast friends and it almost makes me want to, well, I think we were joking about, um, if we could get like all of the world leaders, you know, strip them of all their power, throw them in a hostel together, just have a few cases of beer, um, you know, kind of, you kind of wonder what, what might get accomplished. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to recap Lebanon, talk a little bit about first impressions of Jordan, um, and going on to, to Jordan. Um, it's really nice actually. Um, we're the hostel we're staying at. Um, it's pretty quiet. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, I met a couple friends, but it's, it's not, extremely social at least for the one day that I've been here um, uh, but it's it's right down the street from Rainbow Street which is um, this real cool street with a lot of little restaurants and places and bar some bars and stuff um, so it's been real nice and I'm looking forward to coming back here after the build and after the tours so think that's it for now um i will post more when uh we get situated with the habitat team um we'll it sounds like we might not have internet for a while once we get to the village so this might be my last post for a little while um but i'll definitely save up my pictures and make some more podcasts and stuff and just post it all as soon as i get internet again um yeah so Hope everyone's doing well, and Sweaty Yeti out.